What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 44, Podcast of the Devil, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. How you doing, buddy? It's fan. It's it's fantastic, Matt. Even though we've reached the end of spooky season, it is November 1st as of... This recording date. Oh. And we're tossing all of our horror movies down the garbage chute. Well, that's what we're supposed to do, right? Yeah. We, we put them in a pile and burn them. Yes. yes. Obviously, because uh, that's what you're supposed to do. Like what we'll do to all of our books uh, in January once Donald Trump is, is inaugurated as president. Well, um, reading is bad. Yes, reading is bad. That will be taken care of shortly. Yes. No um, more reading well, for anyone. No books, reading, are, yes. books are outlawed. <laughs> and dancing so our, is forbidden. <laughs> so that's our politics section of the podcast done. Um, it's it's a nice. Well, I don't know where I don't know how nice it is where you are, Matt. But here in Texas, it's, it's a nice third. Nope, it's Tuesday afternoon, not Thursday afternoon. It's um, one of the one of those tea days. One of those tea days. Uh, we usually record nights, usually Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights. But now I know we're in. Hopefully, maybe. I mean, according to Matt, hopefully a new Tuesday afternoon routine. Oh, this would be this would be lovely. Because usually we record Tuesday nights uh, before you work, what, like 12 hours? Uh-huh. Year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good times. We we should have done this months ago. <laughs> yeah, we should have. Uh, yeah, uh, we never bragged to be the smartest, uh, no. the smartest of the bunch. But hey, we're, I mean, we're, uh, we're learning. We're closing in on 50, and it seems like we're just getting started. Uh, I know. But hey, we have, but we have a pretty special a guest thing. coming up for episode 50, but that's a secret. Oh, that's a secret. Uh... Do you want to... No, let's not give people any I, hints. I just said, that's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> no hints. No I'm hints. Reading, I'm good at reading clues. Um, okay. No hints, but he knows how to talk about carrying a tune. Oh, that's a big oh, hint right Oh, wait, that was a hint. Womp womp. <laughs> You're going to want to look at a certain direction to see who this guest is. <laughs> that's a hint. He's, um, very, okay. he's very early in the phone book. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, with that out of the way, that was nice small talk. Small yes. talk done. Um, so, small talk. Small talk on the <laughs> Hagechost. So, <laughs> I like afternoon Marcelo. This is fun. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is. Like I, I've done a lot of stuff today. I, ha- I have a lot more stuff to do. I have a hard out in about ninety minutes. But hey, I'm going to enjoy myself right now. And my cats are eating cat food right behind me. So you may damn right noise. they are. <laughs> uh, this is like this, this is starting in a new season of podcasts where my cats are in the room with me, making noise oh, behind they have, me. We so. have special now. Now we have a special guest every week, no matter what. Two special guests every week, for sure, because um, they can come in and out when, whenever they please. Because there's a cat door on my door, so yeah. And uh, um, this, what are their this names? Is a new occurrence. Um, one of them is called James. Okay. Uh, named after James Bond because he he's a little black cat with a looks like a tuxedo on him because he has like, little paws. And the other one is named Gigi because he's a black cat and he's named after the cat from Kiki's Delivery Service. So yeah. Interesting. I always thought the cat was Kiki. No, no, no. Wait, I have, I've not seen the movie. No, the girl's name is Kiki. <laughs> okay. The cat's name is Gigi. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I was confused. Uh, the cat was voiced in the American version by Phil Hartman. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Um, and oh, you haven't seen it, right, Matt? <laughs> no, I haven't. I have to watch this. 
I won't won't ruin anything for you. But yeah, that ending, that's that's an ending right there. Okay, one of, one of the few mo- few movies that I have not boxed away yet for the big move. <laughs> oh, I thought you're moving. Uh, this, yes, th- this could be uh, difficult for us to record next week. So yeah, we got some in the vault. Yeah, we have we have like maybe three left in the vaults yeah. from months ago. Uh, yeah, so we might. So they'll be so they'll be extremely topical. <laughs> we can always record a very short intro, uh, like like we did the last time we did this. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but maybe that'll be on the horizon for the next episode. Sorry, folks, if you're looking for new topical content to listen to, we apologize. We always try to be topical. We've gotten in a good rhythm of being you know as topical as possible. We, we try record these on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. We release them on Mondays. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope a special treat. Yeah, special Monday treat. Okay, so that was an extended version of the small talk portion of the show. Now let's get into the next portion of the show, where oh. Matt Curione, uh he goes into what we're going to be discussing this week on the show, right, Matt? Yes, Matt's Riddle cu- Corner, where I give cryptic Curioner. Cl- <laughs> yeah, I can't speak today. Uh, Matt's Riddle Corner, where I give cryptic clues about what we were going to be discussing. Uh, okay, let's go. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Halloween night with a uh, an old lady. And then we're going to talk about a girl who's looking through a window. And then we're going to go down. Then we're going to go down to Texas. And then we're going to talk about a really tall man. And then we're going to talk about a diner. Um, and then we're going to talk about a Thai West movie. And then we're going to talk about some sweet, sweet abs. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the son of the devil. And then we're going to be invaded. And then we're going to talk about Valentine's Day. Isn't it sweet? And then we are contractually obligated to speak of this next film. And then we're going to talk about a sequel to one of the best horror films ever made. And then we're going to have fun with a a TV uh, Halloween special. And then we're going to basically be put in a torture chamber for about seven movies. That'll be fun, right? (laughs) So much fun. And yeah, I I guess we should also say, I mean, uh, as of this recording, it's November... But still, yes. I mean, we have 100% horror movies on the docket this week. Yes, so, I actually yeah. took a few out of my list, so we would only talk horror. So there's yeah. that's a thing. And and I watched like pretty much nothing but horror in the last week. You're damn for, right you did. Except for the Hamilton uh, documentary, which, which I discussed with uh, Paul Smith on the podcast What Happens. But yeah, Hamilton. That's that's horror in a different way. It's horror. It's it's horror in in that it's so horror horribly adorable. How about that? Okay. <laughs> sure, why not? Any, anyway, let's move on. Um, hey, Matt, with every... No, with yes. almost every episode, we have, have a special guest. So Do we? Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what's going on recently with us getting guests, but hey, it happens on show sometimes. But Yeah, you know, uh, hey, uh, we tend to have one. We, t- we tend to have one. Um, just a tiny peek behind the curtain... We had to scramble to get our guest for this week, and we I think we got a good one, right, Matt? I believe so. And who is that guest? Our guest this week is Sean Beatty. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. He's a future... Okay, cool. He's a future writer for the TalkFilmSociety.com. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing good today. I'm doing good. Hello, Sean. Thanks for coming on. Happy to be here. It's yeah. so nice to uh, finally have someone who's in my time zone and my state. Uh, on the podcast. This is lovely. <laughs> yeah, Jersey's uh, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey is a thing. It sure uh, is. I love those can... gas prices. <laughs> For now. 
Uh, and, hey, and I was born. I was born in New Jersey, so that's a Jersey connection. Right I there. still don't believe you, Marcelo. I have a birth certificate that proves it. I don't. I. I don't think so. Where, where, what, what county what? is that accent from? Come on. <laughs> what? What town? Um. Well, I was born in Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay. And I don't know where my family lived for as little time as I was there. And then we moved to California, and then we moved to Texas. And I've spent okay. the last, I think, like 22 years here in Texas. So you did a zigzag across the states. Good. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but hey, but we're, yeah. all, we're all Jersey boys. Uh, <laughs> Frankie Valley is looking down on us from heaven. I don't know if he's alive yeah. or not. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, wouldn't you like to know? Speaking of getting to know things, Matt. Yes. Let's get, to know, to... let's get to know Sean. Yes, exactly. Welcome to the segment of the show called Getting to Know Ya, where we get to know our guests to make sure they're a human being and not some robot sent from the future. It's our own little Voight comp test. Oh, great. <laughs> I turn the turtle over. <laughs> You've passed. Found one. <laughs> and end of speech. Okay, um, I ask this of a lot of guests, um, but what's the first movie you remember seeing in a theater? Back to the Future Part 2. Ah, that's, oh. that's a good one. That uh, is that is a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I mean, I fell asleep because I was like four years old. Well, yeah, that'll <laughs> that'll do it. I mean, when you're a child, it's very tough to uh, stay awake during a movie. Uh, I'm 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 assuming you have revisited that movie since then, Sean. Are you a fan of Part Two? I think that Part Two is unfairly maligned. I think that it brings a lot to the table that the other two parts don't necessarily. It does kind of break its own rules a little bit, but I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's unfairly maligned. I, I think it's an enjoyable sequel. Uh, I do like... When, whenever a movie nowadays does that thing where they jump back and they kind of jump into their own part one timeline, like uh, Insidious, like Insidious 2 does that, I always think, mm-hmm. hey... They're pulling the Back to the Future Part 2. Um, and also, another series does that later on, but not with time travel. We'll talk about that later. I, I think uh, that our current political climate is, you know, the Biff wins the lottery kind of timeline. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, don't don't the Cubs win the World Series in, in Back to the Future Part 2? They, they just, do. They just need to win two more games, goddammit. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, the, oh. hey, the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead, so I believe in the Cubs. How about that? Bit of a difference between Golden State Warriors and the Cubs. No, damn it! Don't don't destroy my <laughs> I, dreams. I don't understand any of this. But I may be time, crying next week. Who knows? Yeah, but by, by the time this is released, I mean we'll we'll already know it's because what tonight is Game Six, tomorrow is Game Seven of the World Series. Is that right? I believe so. Yes. Yes. So yeah. Um. This. I mean, <laughs> imagine listening to this, Matt, in a week's time. Uh, oh, and also in a week's time, uh, I mean, we'll we'll either be crying or or being joyful because it's the it's the election. Uh, it's almost over. Oh my god, over. it's almost over. I want uh, I want to already be <laughs> next week. I I, I want to be there already. All right, just hibernate. It's fine. Uh, Marcella, do you have a question for Sean? Uh, yeah, Sean. Um. Let's see. Uh, oh crap! I'm I'm usually good at these, but today I'm not that good at these. Uh, <laughs> oh. Right, uh, are you a uh, collector of Blu-rays or DVDs? Not as much as I used to be. 
Um, with streaming and everything, I've been able to actually kind of divest myself of a lot of my collection. Uh, uh, I used to have quite a few VHSs, and when DVD came out, I just kind of didn't pick it up as much. I, I, I don't remember VHS as much as, obviously, DVD, but, like, what's... Like, I mean, Matt, you can jump in here, too. Like, Yes. I know with, like, DVDs, obviously, you have, like, big box sets and, like, collector's editions, DVDs. Like, was there ever a time where VHS was like, hey, here's a, here's a like, special edition VHS? Oh, yeah. Seemed, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, yeah. Because it, it seems like they're, they're just all the same to me, VHSs. Like, but, like, name a few, like, special edition VHSs that came out that you remember. Sean, I... I'll start with you. Okay. okay. Um... Special edition VHSs. I remember right after American Beauty won the Oscar for Best Picture, they came out with a two-tape set. Uh, for whatever reason, they put a bunch of special features on a whole other tape. Hmm. Oh, interesting. So it, it was like a DVD release, but on VHS. So yeah. Impossible to navigate. Picture quality far <laughs> less. And for whatever reason, costed twice as much. Uh, Matt, what about you? Do you, do you awesome. remember any? Yeah, I, I, I still have my special edition VHS of Saving Private Ryan, which was a two tape set, and uh, the first tape was the movie. The second tape was a uh, like a feature length documentary on uh, World War Two and how it connect and like how the battles they like examine the battles in the movie and they compare them to the battles in uh, in real life. See, the one I remember. Um, is when I went to my local library and they had a special edition of uh, Star Wars, but I, uh, well, it's not, it wasn't the special edition of Star Wars. It was like the the older version, but in widescreen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I get to see it in the correct aspect ratio on a VHS. So, oh, you were you were even terrible when you were a child, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I respect aspect ratios, Matt. Okay. My goodness. Uh, Pan and scan is the devil. Yeah, Matt. What do you? Pan and scan is the best. <sighs> oh. I mean, we're oh. half joking. <laughs> I'm going to get in a soapbox right now just for a minute, if you allow me, Matt. Okay. But we're living through pan and scan again, and people don't either don't care or don't notice because on HBO and on Showtime, on Stars, they have all these movies that are in 2.37, right? Yeah. Uh, cropped to 16.9 for widescreen TVs, and it's an abomination. Okay. Um, I can't stand it. Uh, I mean, Matt knows this because I. <laughs> we got an argument online about it, I think through DMs, and nobody came out the winner on that one. This is why I don't watch t- movies on TV. You also just don't watch TV. Yeah, I don't do that. But see, if I'm if I'm okay, I was gonna say if I'm paying for HBO, but I'm not. I'm stealing it from my sisters. There you yeah. go. Um, yeah, I, but, I watch like one TV show a week, and uh, that's it. And I almost never watch a movie on TV unless I'm at work. But if I want to see the Black Dahlia on HBO, I I want to see it in its correct aspect ratio, not cropped to sixteen nine. Luckily, that channel Movies shows everything in their correct aspect ratio. Oh, last mean, night, last night the fog was on and it was in two thirty five. It was great. Well, that's that sounds actually good. Uh, yeah, I it wish was I awesome. Had movies where I am. I'm in Texas, not in New Jersey. Oh, Movies uh, is the best channel. You win this round, Matt. Damn it. Uh, do you have another question for Sean? Uh, what is the movie that made him fall in love with movies? Ooh. Probably. Hmm. Hmm. Aha. I'd have to say, I, I, if I had to name, 
If I had to name one, I'd have to make it a three-way tie. Honestly. Okay, go for it. Um, the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Tim Burton's first Batman movie. Oh, well, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I love that movie. That might be it's my f- that might be my favorite Zemeckis actually. It's such a intricate movie to watch, having been made. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you, they they had to choreograph everything so specifically to match the cells of the animation to be laid on top of it. I I still watch it and try to figure out how the hell they did all that. Like even having seen special features on how they did it, I still can't quite wrap my head around it. Even today. Yeah, I can't wait to rewatch this movie. I, I uh, it's been a few months. I gotta gotta go back. It's yeah. so good. It's been a few years for me. I need to I need to revisit it. But. Yeah, I believe we got to know uh, Sean. That was fun. Yes, we got to know him. Now, now he's passed into the next round, uh, where in which we discuss the films we discussed. No, the films we watched. Yes, last week. <laughs> the meat of the show. The meat of the show, uh, and I can't talk either, Matt. Um, it's fine. Maybe these afternoon recordings are keeping us off our game. Maybe uh, we we'll get be... used to it. We need to. <laughs> we we need to get used to it for my sanity. Uh, this is true. This is true. Okay, so the meat of the show. Um, what I don't know about you, but I can't be up till two in the morning and then wake up <laughs> at eight in the morning for a twelve-hour uh, day. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Speaking of death, uh, you saw something, Matt, that is maybe, according to some, close to death? Uh, I saw Boo! A Medea Halloween uh, over the weekend. Why? And, yeah, uh, that's the first question. Why? Because I'm a sucker for all things Halloween. And I will say, if I can laugh and pray in 90 minutes... That is money well spent. Uh, seriously, though, I had a, I had fun with this. Is it a good movie? No, not at all. It's pretty terrible. Uh, it's it's filmed like an after-school special from the early 90s, and I don't know if all of Tyler Perry's movies are like this. They are. Okay, they are. Okay, uh, yeah, the production value is super low. Uh, some scenes, well, most scenes go on for way too long. Uh, is this how his other movies are? Am I checking off all the boxes? Yep. Okay. Um, I like Tyler Perry, though, and he made me laugh quite a few times. So he, I had Tyler a, Perry is the black Uva Ball. Oh, God. Except he hasn't made a video game movie yet. 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 I'm sure he'll make, like, Burger Time or something. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I had... Uh, no, I had a good time with this. It was really bad, but I laughed a decent amount of times, and it was good with the crowd. So, sue me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm currently looking at uh, Tyler Perry's filmography, and I know I've seen a Tyler Perry-directed movie, but I don't know which one it is. Um, uh, I don't know. Was it Why Did I Get Married? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's what I have for this segment, Matt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Uh, this is the only Tyler Perry movie I've seen. I've seen, uh, him, I've seen him act in other people's movies before, He's amazing in Gone Girl. Yes, he, he is. He's a good actor when he's got a strong director. When he's yeah. not directing himself. Yeah. yeah. But I, I want to say I saw a Tyler Perry movie, and this is during... Was it Temptation? Uh, it might have... I don't know. Confessions don't, of a Marriage Counselor? I don't know. But yes, it, it is everything that you'd expect from a Tyler Perry movie. Even though you might not have seen a Tyler Perry movie, you can just... You can rightfully guess what it's going to be about. It's about... Uh, 
uh, <laughs> how you shouldn't sin and you should pray instead. And there's uh, it, 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 he just plays to the black culture so well. And that, I don't know, Medea's fun. I like her. <laughs> but I know I've seen one that wasn't Medea uh, centric or didn't have Medea in it. So I, I still have never seen a Medea movie. Oh, well, you know, hey, you could do worse than this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Sean, I mean, what do, which Tyler Perry movies have you seen? I have seen bits and pieces of them as I, like, you know, go through the channels on TV. I've never actually seen a full Medea movie or a full Tyler Perry movie. But what I have seen of them have turned me off so badly that I just <laughs> changed the channel. And it, it's it's not anything against anybody who does like those movies. They certainly play to their audience in their way. I mean, I know that he has a very uh, long history with doing stage shows in that vein of Medea. Yeah, um, that play very much to their to their audience. Uh, I am not that audience. That's really just all it is. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to remember what which one I saw. I, I don't have an answer. I yeah, I've. Uh, I think I saw part of Diary of a Black, Mad Black Woman. I don't remember the exact movie. We are the three wrong people to be. We really about. sure are. We should not be talking about Tyler Perry. But I will say, uh, <laughs> before we close on this segment, I would like to say that I respect the hell out of his work ethic. Um, oh, the man, the man puts out movies like, yeah, like he's, the, like he's the, dying next week or something. He, he works, he writes two films a year, he writes tons of episodes of, he writes every episode of that TV show. Every um, episode? He, yeah. He just, wow. he just writes for like months on end and then he'll take like a two month vacation every year and that's it. Wow. Like this guy's work ethic is like insane and like through the roof and maybe other filmmakers could learn something from like the way he just like sets a goal and does it yeah so there you go that, that's good takeaway Matt we can all be as productive as Tyler Perry I know holy shit <laughs> yeah um, so yeah uh, end of Tyler Perry segment uh, let's do one of these each week <laughs> <laughs> on what no <laughs> exactly um, hey so speaking of movies um, that I I watch on Netflix in the middle of the night while drinking. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that's how I saw that Tyler Perry movie. I don't remember seeing. Uh, <laughs> I saw the Uninvited, the Uninvited. Tell um, me about this because all I know about it is that poster. Yeah, uh, I I had kind of no memory uh, about it coming out except for like you, Matt. I think I've that that uh, that poster comes to mind with somebody looking through a window yeah um and yeah it's uh how to explain this well let me tell you who's starring in because it's i think the cast for me is is well worth your time to 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 see this movie just the cast alone so it's emily browning i don't know who that is uh, she was in sucker punch um, sucker punch exactly okay she's she's been in other things since then uh not a huge star uh but i mean Speaking of huge stars, Elizabeth Banks is in this. Oh, okay. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, and David Stratham. Oh shit, he's in this. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. Exactly. So how have I not heard of this movie? <laughs> yeah, I know. It came out in two thousand nine. Uh, and uh, reading here, it says it was produced by Tom Hanks, which is quite odd. Oh, wait, okay. the Tom Hanks or a Tom Hanks? <laughs> I'm going to click on his link. Is uh, it? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's the Tom Hanks. So oh, okay. it's Mr. David Pumpkins directed this, <laughs> uh, produced this. Produced this, yeah. So the the story is um, Emily Browning went through a, a, a terrible experience um, uh, where her mother dies in a, in a terrible way. And now Emily Browning is like trying to get over it, and she doesn't fully remember the incident. So she goes back to um, oh, she was in a psych ward for a very long time. Then she gets out. Uh, she goes back to live with her father uh, and her sister, and also her father's new girlfriend, who happened to be the uh, the, the nurse who took care of Emily Browning's mother, who of also course. was like, sick. Yeah. So intrigue. Uh, like what exactly happened during that incident, and hey, let's throw in ghosts. Okay, uh, so it's also a ghost story. Um, right. I, <laughs> I I came expecting one thing, like a really trashy, a uh, late two uh, thousands horror movie, and it was actually pretty good. I think hmm. there is there's now now what was it like? It it was good because you were drunk, or was <laughs> it like good because it was good, or did it I, just keep your attention? It kept my attention, and okay. something happens towards the end that I was like, huh, I didn't expect that to happen. But it's a very hard movie to pin down in terms of what it is, because it, it, I think it tries to be like three things at once. Yeah. And by, and by the end, like one element of it just kind of just gets tossed aside and goes, huh, you know, they could have sold this as something else completely. Huh. Why do they have to sell it as something else i don't want to ruin it but i, cause yeah. I think it's kind of worth seeing the um, um it's on netflix so yeah and not? i'll say that uh look i looked this movie up while you were talking about it and it turns out that the original uh the uninvited is a remake um the original is a 2003 uh film uh called a tale of two sisters it's korean yeah and this movie has actually been on my list for quite some time so yeah uh maybe i'll watch both of them yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I wasn't, I wasn't that drunk. I'll say that. <laughs> I, I, was, I was coherent enough to en- enjoy this little uh, movie, what it is, and I appreciated the kind of twist that happens at the end. So yeah, I was like, hey, this actually, nice. and and Elizabeth Banks playing the character she plays here, I, I love it. I, mean, I, I'm a big fan of, of Banks and what she does here. She, she, I mean, from reading the synopsis to me telling you what it is. I mean, she's kind of playing a bad person, kind of playing maybe the villain. Excellent. So, yeah. Her in a sinister role, I'm all for that. So, yeah. Uh, the Uninvited. It was kind of a surprise. For awesome. Me. Yeah. So, that was that. Um, but, hey, one of us saw an unmitigated classic in the horror genre, right? Yes. It was, it was Sean, right? It was <laughs> me. Yeah, yes. it was me. I, it was totally I watched, you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I watched the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original Toby Toby Hooper version. Mm-hmm. Um, unmitigated classic. I mean, it's every frame of the movie is just caked in dread and grime, and I mean, it looks cheap, but that's on purpose because it makes everything just kind of look that much more worn down by life and you know progress and just how forgotten this area of quote-unquote Texas really is um, I mean Gunnar Hansen is you know the icon Leatherface of course uh, the dinner scene I'm not going to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it get on it if you haven't uh, the the dinner scene is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie and a lot of people's favorites for 
very obvious, creepy reasons. It's one of the most intense sequences ever. And it just goes on. I know. I mean, it's it's beautiful. it's It's a series of wide shots that just continue to go on and on. Meanwhile, it's nothing but screaming and shouting and, you know, give Grant the hammer. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love every moment of this movie, and it gave my wife nightmares. Damn right it did. Yeah, I need to revisit this for sure. It's been years. Right in your neck of the woods. I know. We had this discussion. I think I may have cut some of it out from a few weeks ago where, yeah, they just recently made the gas station. Um, a a restaurant and like hotel like a, yeah. a bed and breakfast sort of thing, uh, um, a bed and barbecue, <laughs> a bed and barbecue. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, because like uh, they filmed that movie because I'm in the Austin area. Like they filmed it about an hour like west of me. So yeah, uh, and I and I'm I'm a big fan of the of the sequel of Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Have mm-hmm. you seen that, Sean? I have not, but I, I I do understand that it is a completely different kind of movie on purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's not supposed to... Yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> I mean, any, Hooper, anytime Hooper you get Dennis Hopper to throw a chainsaw around, you're going to get some laughs. Hell yeah. <laughs> and and we had this discussion off mic, Sean. I don't know if you want to get into it here where everybody can hear. Um, but what are your thoughts on Toby Hooper and and him making like larger productions? My thoughts on Toby Hooper are that I think he works better when he's hungry, and I think he works better and puts in better work when he's more constrained and is required to be more creative. Um, Perfect example, just for my taste, I do not like the movie Life Force, which is unabashedly a Toby Hooper movie. Space vampires arriving in a giant frozen artichoke. It's not... (laughs) I, I wish I were joking about the artichoke thing, but they actually based the model on an art, artichoke's heart. Wow. <laughs> um, I know enough about the movie to know that originally they wanted Billy Idol to be one of the space vampires, and he backed out at the last second because he saw how Sting turned out in Doom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh I mean, if you if you're a Patrick Stewart completist, it, I mean, go for it. But it's, it's same not. goes for same goes for Dune with Patrick Stewart completist. Also true. <laughs> if if you're a completist, watch it. If you don't feel like you need to see everything that the guy's been in, it's safe to skip. That that's my attitude. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen Life Force. I think I've heard people. Well, I think I've heard both sides of it actually. Some people yeah. have to really like Life Force. Well, I mean, like Toby Hooper's movies in general, I mean, you're going to come across people who either love or hate them. Um, And then you're going to find people who think that Poltergeist actually is a Toby Hooper movie. Ha. Yeah. um, I mean, I think there's enough evidence to show that um, Toby Hooper was not as involved in the actual filming of it as like Spielberg, right? Like, uh, uh, Um, was it that, uh, that, that said, hey, Toby Hooper wasn't there most of it. Uh, um, who said that, Matt? It might, it might have been Nelson. Might have been was it Nelson, Nelson or was it Zelda? I think it was Zelda. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I think Zelda is the one I, I read about. I think she said it in an interview, but you might be right, uh, Matt. Like Nelson might have also said it too. Uh, yeah, apparently Hooper directed one scene. One scene? I haven't heard that. Uh, the, sta- the, the stake across the counter. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. yeah. From, from from a lot of stories on set, every direction that Hooper would give, Spielberg would pull somebody aside and be like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. a bad idea. Do this. <laughs> if That's you want awesome. the movie to be good, do this. <laughs> Is it like the one recorded or the one like story of Spielberg's that makes him out to be a dick? Like in, in every other instance, he's a nice guy except on the set of Poltergeist. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the story even really makes him out to be a dick because he did try to give Hooper the opportunity because he he respected Hooper at the time. Yeah, but then I guess he just made a mistake. As like, oh. I see. Um, he's probably like, why didn't I do this? <laughs> <laughs> or, he, or he just had like a Dave Chappelle moment. Like, you know, they should have never gave Hooper money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which incidentally is actually my opinion on the man. So <laughs> full circle. There you go. Um, so that was Toby Hooper. Um, the man, the myth, the guy who shouldn't make big movies. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great way to close that segment. Um, but hey, hey, let's go, let's move on to more classic horror. Oh Max. yes, oh yes. I watched uh, Don Coscarelli's 1979 Phantasm, uh, Phantasm the other day. Classic. I got the um, <clears throat> I bought it off of Amazon Video, the uh, the new remaster of Phantasm, and holy God, it looks so good. They did a full new 4K remaster of this thing, and it was actually J.J. Uh, Abrams who made it happen. He's a huge fan of Phantasm. Uh, in Force Awakens, that's where he got Captain Phasma, that name from. <laughs> um, he's a huge fan of Phantasm, and Coscarelli showed him like some rough uh, restoration of it, of the original Phantasm. He's like, how about you just come on down to Bad Robot Studios, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, take care of the restoration for you. We'll help you out. Thank you, JJ, because this movie looks better than I could ever imagine it looking. Um... I, this is one of my all-time favorite horror films. Uh, it's the classic story of, you know, a boy and his older brother and a really tall man who runs a graveyard and has little Jawa slaves that do his bidding. Does it make sense? No. No, it doesn't. Uh, there, there's also giant uh, these little balls that, like, eat your brains. Does it make sense? No. But it's awesome. Uh, it's such a brilliant... Uh, look at what a low budget can do. Uh, this is a really low budget film, but every dollar is on the screen. Uh, every dollar. Ev everything. Uh, Cuscarelli had... Uh, he didn't really know how to make movies <laughs> all that well, and he kind of like hit a rhythm with this one. He's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to go f go all in. Uh, I can't wait to watch the sequels. I've never seen those. You've never uh, seen two or three? I've never seen two, three, four, or Ravager yet. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the new one, honestly. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, it gave us the tall man, Angus Scrim, uh, who's one of the most the most terrifying villains uh, in a horror movie. Uh, the really cool thing what they did with him was to make him look even taller, they outfitted him in a suit that was like two sizes too small. So it gave him the appearance of being even taller than he already was. Because the dude is like 6'5". He's a tall man. <laughs> he is literally a tall man. And apparently, by all accounts, the nicest man in real life. Um, so yeah, no, if if you get the chance, uh, rent this on Amazon. Uh, I know the Blu-ray comes out in a few weeks. Or uh, go to Shudder, because uh, as of today, they have uh, Phantasm Remastered. Oh, and sweet. Also, also 3 and 4. Oh, fantastic. But not fantastic. 
Not two, oddly enough. Um, huh. I think I, I think uh, Scream Factory still has the rights to two. Yeah, oh, so so yeah. Um, subscribe to Shutter, buy the Scream Factory, uh, Phantasm Two Blu-ray, and, and there you go. And then also, and then rent Ravenger, uh, five. Um, and hey, I haven't seen any of these movies. Like, oh, uh, I I do think, so good. I do think you would love the first one. I'll, I've I'll seen definitely... I've seen the full series except for Ravager. Two and three are amazing. Hmm. Four, they they cut the budget at the last minute and cut them off at the knees. And you oh, can tell. man. Uh, but I mean, it's you know, the guy's making the movies. I I'm, I have no problem with that. I mean, he's very creative. He puts every dollar on the screen. The whole series is definitely worth a watch if you can if you can find them. Yeah, uh, totally see the first one, Marcelo. I th- really think you dig it. Uh, yeah, I have Shutter currently, and I'll check that out as soon as I can. It's super cool. You do awesome. need to see them in order, though, because they pick up more or less immediately where the last one ends. Interesting, and, yeah. Oh, even cool. despite the even despite the gaps in in production that span years, they still yeah, like they they did one of these immediately. like they did one of these like every, once every ten years, right? Uh, it's like it started out like I think five years after the first one he made the second one. Hmm. Didn't make the third one until like nineteen ninety. Oh wow! And then the fourth one was like seven years ago. Huh. So you you can watch uh, Reggie like age in real time, despite the fact that it's all supposed (laughs) to have taken place in like the span of like three weeks. (laughs) Reggie, Reggie, the ice cream man, he's the best. (laughs) Uh, So there you go. Um, Yeah, like I said, Shutter has one, three, and four on there, so you can fill in the rest, folks listening. Terrific. Yeah. Um, But hey, how to transition from something good to uh, something not as good, right, Matt? <laughs> okay, flashback to uh, I think it was on Mike, um, and I think it was with Ian. Like of course, you, it was with Ian. Yeah, um, you are uh, praising. Um, oh God, I mean Matt, uh, remind Ch- us of this chopping this mall. Series. Yeah, chopping mall. Uh, they're on this new series of Blu-rays. Uh, what are they called? Released by Lionsgate. It's uh, they're bringing back Vestron Video. Vestron video, that's what it was. Uh, so yeah, Chopping Mall, um, and also this one you're about to talk to, uh, about you're about to talk about. I mean, you were expecting something, right, Matt? You were expecting something good? <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, everyone who I talked to uh, said this is a uh, really stupid, fun horror comedy. Uh, I didn't get any horror. I didn't get any comedy. I got Blood Diner. <laughs> <laughs> I got Blood Diner. Um that has a talking brain and eyeballs in a jar giving orders to his two, I think, mentally challenged nephews. I'm uh, sorry, that sounds awesome right there. Just, to, just stop right there. That to, sounds awesome. To kill all the women in town, to sew them together into one woman named Sh- named Sheetar. Get it? Shittar? Shit? It's, it's a pun. It's supposed to be funny. Um, and have a blood buffet, which is a ancient meal that would resurrect her and then there is a giant stomach vagina with teeth uh towards the end like there you. yeah and there is a uh a guy who owns another diner and he hangs out with a vaguely racist uh ventroquist dummy that he you can see his mouth moving when he's voicing it 
I don't know why they didn't overdub that because they overdubbed almost all of the dialogue in this movie. Uh, it's really weird. All the cops are not using their own voices. It's very off-putting and bizarre, and none of the jokes land because Blood Diner. Is it an um, Italian film, Matt? No, 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 it's not. I looked that up when I was watching because I was like, well, yeah, they did this in Italian cinema. No, this is just low-budget garbage. I mean, I, I've i known you for a bit, Matt, and you're like... Uh, I'm it, so it, optimistic all the time always, and are, I love exactly. everything. It seems like Blood Diner, would, Blood Diner would be up your alley, and I haven't seen it. But Blood, I mean, Blood when, Diner broke me. <laughs> Blood Diner broke Jesus. you. So that's saying a lot, I think. I had um, more fun. I had more fun with Troll Two. Hey, Troll what? Two is fun. Yes, Troll it is fun. fun. Troll Two is a lot of fun. This is not fun. Uh, so it's just bad, just plain bad. I was no I, fun. Bad. Honestly, I was bored. And that's that's the worst thing. If you're actually bored, that's a so mo- Matt, that's something so that Matt, a movie should of, never do. So Matt, instead of calling it best worst movie, you'd call it worst worst movie. Just I put it in the garbage pile. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah, wow. this movie just made me angry. Like I really did not like it. Especially after like a bunch of people I know and trust are like, "Yeah, it's awesome. You're going to love it." I'm like, "I don't know anymore. I don't know things." You don't it's know. It's the kind of movie that makes you evaluate your friendships. Wow. Yeah. Blood Diner, ladies and gentlemen. Um if you pick up one Vestron video Blu-ray, make it Chopping Mall. <laughs> <laughs> How many of them are there now? Uh, there's like three or four right now. Uh, Chopping Mall is Citizen Kane compared to this thing. <laughs> and and for those who forgot or, or don't know, what what is Chopping Mall about? Chopping Mall is about a bunch of teenagers who have a righteous party in a mall. Turn, but it turns out that the mall has recently been taken over. The security force has been taken over by robots. And there's a strike of lightning, and it causes the robots to malfunction and kill everyone. See, now that's a movie. Yeah, now that's a cool concept. <laughs> Meanwhile, Blood Diner is hot garbage. Yep. Funny side note to the Chopping Mall thing. I actually knew a guy who made a movie that he called Chopping Mall. Okay. M-A-U-L. Okay. In an attempt to try and capitalize on that sweet, sweet Chopping Mall money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How misguided. <laughs> I think he works for Sears now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, Blood Diner. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the opposite of Matt's seal of approval. Just a fart noise. It's just my fart noise. I, I, don't, I don't care for, for Blood Diner. <laughs> one, of the few movies, one of the few movies I've given one star or less to on Letterboxd. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's move on to something good. Let's, yeah, let's move on to a masterpiece, shall we, Sean? <laughs> All right. Um... Next movie I brought to the table this week is House of the Devil, a Thai West. Mm-hmm. I would call it low-key classic because it is a pretty understated for a horror movie kind of movie. Um, I mean, the scares are definitely there. The tension is all over the place. I mean, every frame of the movie is dripping with it. Um, starts out like when a stranger calls. You know, babysitter comes to the house. Things are not quite as they seem. And it really ramps up from there to a degree I did not expect when I first watched it. You've uh, you've seen this, Marcelo? Yeah, it's it's been a while, but I remember liking it a lot. Um, I mean, like Sean said, it, it's it uh, it's low key. I mean, it's uh, how how to describe it? Like 
like somebody would come in and say, "Not much happens in this movie," but it the atmosphere, the mood of it, it just it just got me right away. It's dripping um, with atmosphere. It's dripping with that. Uh, I mean, Matt, you've seen it, right? I've seen it many times. Um, my big takeaway is how great this cast is. Um, it really Tom, is a good cast. Tom Noonan uh, from Manhunter and Monster Squad. He's in it. He plays the old man who gets her to, you know, babysit the grandma. Uh, Mary Warrenov from uh, Eating Raul and Chopping Mall uh, plays his <laughs> plays his wife. Uh, Greta Gerwig. This movie was the first time I noticed Greta Gerwig, and I kind of fell in love with her in this. Um, AJ Bowen is really good in this. Uh, D. Wallace plays the landlady. Love her. Love her so much. Uh, yeah, I love this movie, and it starts off as this like this like typical movie with a you know an eighties vibe, and then you know it turns batshit crazy right quick. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, I remember this. Uh, I mean, speaking of VHS special editions, this came out on VHS. Yes, it did, and that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, it was a. Uh, it was in two thousand nine when I think I think it's still going on where well not not as prevalent as it was back then when people were really trying to bring back VHS. It's like hey, we have these these cool VHS tapes of new movies. Why not buy them? But how about I, I don't? don't? Think, <laughs> I don't think that caught on <laughs> as well um, as the resurgence of vinyl, or as Matt would say, vinyls. Yes. <laughs> Die. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, but I, I love Ty West. Um, he has a new western out, right? Yes, Valley of Violence, and I need to see it. Apparently, Travolta gives one of his best performances. Uh, have you seen that yet, Sean? I have not. I, I, I mean, either they're playing it at my local draft house cinema. I have to, I have to check Ooh, it out. Got to get out. Got to go see it. Got to get out. Got to see things. Oh, uh, the sacraments. I like the sacrament a lot. Oh my God! Yes. The Sacrament's so good. Oh. Yeah. That's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. That's like a pure nightmare scenario. I the, My only gripe with The Sacrament, if this is the one that I'm thinking of, is the interview scene is like the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 it is the best because it's so haunting. It doesn't quite get back up to that point of tension because everything else is just going to shit for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But that interview scene where you can like see the turn coming and he still kind of snaps it on you. Oh my god! God, I love I love, I love that film so much. Yeah, for me, yeah, it works absolutely. Uh, but speaking of a film that I've never seen, uh, but need to for one little reason, uh, you huh. watched what did you watch, Marcelo? <laughs> uh, I watched the Amityville Horror Asterix remake. Ah. Uh, yeah, from 2005, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, 2005. Starring uh, Ryan Reynolds and his abs. <laughs> abs mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, I, I uh, saw this as a, yes, uh, please. a double feature. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matt, Matt would like to see this for that. And I highly recommend it to you, Matt, for that reason alone. Uh, I mean, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about this abs, okay? I mean, magnificent. There, there is a female gaze in this movie that is prevalent. Um, he takes up his shirt for no reason through, throughout, yeah. the, throughout much of the movie. Um, a scene in which you'd think like a, a woman will kind of reveal herself and get in the bathtub. Ryan Reynolds does in this movie. He just takes off his shirt, gets in the bathtub, relaxes. Um, and that's that's the tone of the movie in terms of shirtless Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and as for the movie itself, it's it's uh, it's not that good. It's not that. <laughs> it's a movie. It, yeah, like Matt would say, it's a movie. 
Um, it's a movie. I, uh, who, who else is in this? Oh, she's from uh, Alias, like seasons three and four, and she kind of dropped off and has done TV work. Uh, she's gorgeous. Uh, Melissa George? Name? Melissa George. From uh, yeah. 30 Days a Night. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, that's a good movie. dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie, Matt. Oh, that's you, a really good one. Oh, Matt likes it. Sean, you don't like that movie, do you? Uh, I read the comic, and it, it was all right. Yeah, I haven't read the comics, and maybe that's why I love it so much. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I I love, I love Melissa George. I don't know why she's not a bigger star. She, she was on, like, an NBC show last year, and that got canceled, but... Oh, well. Um, and also, what is her name? I don't have the... Okay. Okay. I'm trying to look up this Wikipedia page, and there's so many Amityville Horror Wikipedia pages to scroll through. Are you trying to find Chloe Grace Moritz? Yeah, that, that's her. I have the IMDb up right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe Grace Moritz. A young Chloe Grace Moretz is up. But no, I was saying there are like 13 Amityville Horror movies. Okay. It's oh, there's many. insane. There are many. And they're making a new one uh, for release next year. Of course they are. I th- I think Bloomhouse is doing it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that, that could, could be, be good. Yeah. Uh, yes. Wait. Yes. Bloomhouse is making the new Amityville. The Amityville uh, Awakening. Amityville The Awakening. That's what it's called. So we'll see. The poster looks terrible. Looks it. The poster is an Instagram of the house. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm. I'm not a fan of that. But, oh, but no, this sounds it, like garbage. I need to see it. Uh, the 2005 Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds is does have good scares. They're cheap. Um, the ending is not good. It's not good in the slightest. I, I haven't seen the original Amityville Horror. I need to. Um, have it's either quite seen good. It? Matt, I have. Sean, uh, Sean, see it. Yeah, I actually seen. went to high school around the corner from the house where they filmed it. Yeah, me Ooh. too. It's it's Both like in the the courthouse is downtown. Yeah, you, it's yeah. required viewing if you live in Tom's River. Yeah, but uh, the from what I remember, the owners of the of the house where they filmed it got so many you know gore hounds coming around that they actually had to change the facade so it didn't have the windows. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh. bunch of dicks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's my. I think this is the only. Amityville horror movie I've ever seen, which is a shame. Yeah, I've only seen the original. Yeah. Uh, See the original to see Rod Steiger for some reason as a priest. Hell yeah. (laughs) There's that. Uh, Oh, actually, Philip Baker Hall is the priest in uh, the remake. uh, Oh, awesome. That's that's a highlight. Although he's in and out pretty fast. And he gets covered in flies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that. That's what happens in the original. Oh yeah, Rod Steiger yeah. gets covered in flies. It's awesome. Oh well, <laughs> get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see God, Philip so Baker good. Hall covered in flies, see the remake. Um, and also, <laughs> if you want to see Ryan Reynolds' abs, as we've said like a thousand times uh, in this segment, uh, yeah, well, you might as well. Amityville Horror remake. It's also on Netflix. I saw this and The Uninvited back to back on my oh, nice. Drunken Friday. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, uh, moving along. I ta- saw a movie about an evil child. I watched Richard Donner's ni- uh, Richard Donner's 1976 film The Omen, and hadn't seen this one in a few years. Uh, yeah, it's great. I love it. This movie is a classic for a reason. Uh, it's a story of you know, hey Gregory Peck, you know the guy from To Kill a Mockingbird, and he adopts a child unbeknownst to his wife, and the child turns out to be the son of the devil. So. 
that's same a thing. Old, same old, same old story. You know, same old song and dance. Uh, Peck is awesome in this. I really liked him. Uh, his wife Lee uh, is played by Lee Remick. Uh, she is awesome in this. A uh, little young for him, maybe. I don't know. Uh, a little bit. Because, a little bit. Yeah, because when they were filming this movie, he was sick. He was sixty. She was forty. So there's there's a bit of a a difference, and you can tell because <laughs> they, 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 they did they did nothing to uh, hide each other's age. Um, I really like uh, Gregory Peck's paparazzi sidekick in this, uh, played by David Warner, who people yeah. will know people will know him as the henchman, Billy Zane's henchman from uh, Titanic, or the um, scientist from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. Sure. Uh, let's let's let's, <laughs> That's where I let's know him go from. with that. Or uh, you might know him from Time Bandits or Tron. There you go. There you go. He was also the one of the bad guy, the, one of the henchmen, uh, the bad guy in Tron. So that's another thing. Uh, but yeah, no, this movie's uh, it's good, spooky fun. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies made by Richard Donner that doesn't have Superman in the title. Uh, yeah, really love this one. It's it's a good time. David Warner was in Scream too. Interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah, the omen. I love the omen. It has yeah. some of, some of my favorite kills of all time. Um, it's all for I, you, Marcelo. It's all for <laughs> you. <laughs> I used that meme uh, this past month uh, for for me watching horror movies for Matt's sake. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to ruin anything about this movie. Because I, I honestly believe if you haven't seen it, you should see it and just be... Because I, I remember seeing it on TCM mm-hmm. like when I was like f- like 15 or something. And I was kind of just blown away uh, by it. And I imagine people seeing it nowadays would still be blown away by it. Because yeah. I think it's still effective. It's very effective. I, th- um, I think yeah. the sequels are just as worthwhile as the, as the first. I know I'm not going to be putting out a popular opinion with that. But uh-huh. you need to see the sequels. If only for Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't remember if I've seen the sequels because uh, Sam Neill's in the third one, right? Right. In the second one, Damien is still a kid. Yeah. Um, in the third one, Sam Neill is a grown Damien who takes over Thorn Industries. Okay. Um, and fully knows who and what he is, basically. Nice. So he leans into it, and it, it's like. Imagine Jeremy Irons in like the D and D movie, but in a movie that's actually good. Okay, like that 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 level of just leaning into <laughs> the scenery chewing, you know. Oh yeah, I gotta watch this very soon. It's so good. Uh, uh, and I w- I was mistaken. I watched it on AMC back when they showed movies and nothing but movies. Oh yeah, okay. Because they had the marathon of the Omen one through three. And I, th- I can't remember if I've seen the second or third one actually, cause it's been huh. a while, but they also had like a Omen documentary covering the entire franchise. So I remember That's that. cool. It's like the golden age of AMC when they did that with, uh, that and planet of the apes. Yeah. They had like those. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I will uh, say, anyway, Matt, you were saying, I will say one thing about this one. Um, the only downside is those Rottweilers. They could have, they could have, you know, made them a little meaner. Yeah. <laughs> Because because anytime like the dog would like you know how there's those scenes where the dog is just like staring from the distance, yeah. uh, Carl and I would just turn to each other and go, "Oh, puppy!" Like <laughs> like the, those those Rotties were uh, super cute, but Devil, they, they, devilish but they, super cute until they corner David Warner. Yeah, this is true. Yes, yes. And then they Spoiler weren't so alert. nice. Then they weren't so nice. But other than that, adorable dogs. <laughs> 
Uh, oh boy. Um, so that was the Omen. Uh, yes. Wasn't, isn't there a TV show? Uh, isn't there's, there a new Omen? I TV think there's show? currently a show called Damien. Yeah, where it's basically grown-up devil kid. Oh, that's a thing. Is that still on? Who knows? I don't know. I think it. I, I think it's still on. Yeah. Okay. Probably yeah. playing opposite the Exorcist TV show, which Matt has seen, and you're a fan of, right, Matt? It's quite good. Okay. Is it really? I, Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I keep I, I keep hearing that and I keep people I keep hearing people co- compare it to Hannibal, the TV show. Oh. Whoa, whoa, that's <laughs> my, my I don't know about that, man. I don't, my interest I, has peaked. I, I mean I mean Sean, are you a fan of Hannibal the TV show? I, I am quite a bit and it, 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 it's too soon to compare. I, I it's the wound is too fresh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm interested because I love Hannibal the TV show. Um, and Matt, you haven't seen it yet, have you? Uh, no. You need to get on that. Get yes, on that. I know. I know. It's uh, I would, but it's in a box. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you're packing, so uh, I'll I'll aberrate you about watching it uh, once you unpack and you're moved in already. All right, all right. Real quick, moving on. Uh, Sean, you watched a documentary on the 2016 election season. Um, <laughs> tell us about tell us about the pod people. I, I mean, Trump supporters. I, I mean, pod people. <laughs> so I watched the 1978 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, starring uh, Donald Sutherland, a mm-hmm. very young and skinny Jeff Goldblum. It's like scary skinny Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I know. He looks he looks sickly. <laughs> He's six four and weighs one seventy, according to his own stats in the movie. <laughs> Ugh. He looks anemic. It, it's creepy. <laughs> I mean, especially coming from just having watched The Fly the day before, it's like muscular Goldblum, sick Goldblum, and then Pod People Goldblum. Uh, yeah, it, it's a great movie. It's full of late seventies communist paranoia that's filtered through the lens of sci-fi and horror. Um, it's got some body horror elements, even though body horror wasn't quite a thing yet. Uh, just in the transformation sequence that they show later on in the movie, uh, where Donald Sutherland does finally fall asleep. And uh, it really, for me, it kept the tension up quite a bit because you could never fully tell who was and was not switched over, for lack of a, or body snatched, you know, for lack of a better term. Um, spoiler alert, they do snatch the body. So much snatching. So much snatching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah uh, Matt and I discussed this a few weeks ago, right, Matt? Uh, I yes. mean, I love this version of it. I also love the original, and the other two I appreciate. Um, I, I, I like the 90s one, directed by Abel Ferreira. It's, it's an interesting one, but yeah. It, it's a good series of movies. Uh, I mean, Matt, you love the '78 version, right? I adore it. And a couple months ago, when I did a couple weeks ago, actually, when I saw it, this was a first-time watch for me. It was uh, quite, quite impressive and terrifying. Yeah, what they managed to do with what had to be, you know, a reasonable budget for the time was very surprising. Uh, something I, I forgot to mention last time we talked about it uh, was the one of the effects or one of the moments that kind of just like I was like both confused and horrified by is the part with the dog with the human face on it oh that was terrifying I didn't care oh, for that at all <laughs> I was like what is happening and also I'm scared yeah I did um, not like that I did not like that it was kind of insane 
screwed, yeah. screwed dog boy. <laughs> it's pretty much the entire movie. It's, it's yeah, uh, yeah. Ugh. I, I have the Scream Factory Blu-ray. I mm-hmm. think you do too, right, Matt? I mean, yep. Sean, uh, do you have the Scream Factory Blu-ray? No, actually, I caught the uh, the stream of it on Hulu. Believe it or not. Oh, oh okay, cool, cool. There you go. And for those listening who still have Hulu and have not canceled it to get the uh, film struck subscription, uh, uh. watch on Hulu. Um, <laughs> uh, it's well worth your time. Absolutely and, worth your time. And and if you're hearing this on Monday before the election or Tuesday on election day, hey, it's perfect viewing uh, to, to get you primed to vote. Well, if you, you hear saw, someone if... scream at a polling place, you know you found the wrong people. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so that was Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 78. Yes. Um, speaking of bloody, because I think there's blood in there. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, you're so funny. Uh, yes, I watched um, the 1981 Canadian slasher film, My Bloody Valentine. And this is my favorite slasher of the 80s. It has everything I want. It has teenagers doing what they're not supposed to do. Uh, it has a really cool setting. Uh, it takes place in a mining mining town. Uh, it has an awesome villain in the form of uh, Harry Warden. He is the uh, the killer who wears you know a miner's outfit and kills people with a pickaxe. Uh, I love this movie so freaking much. It's really endearing. It has a lot of really well written characters. Uh, some of the most inventive uh, kills I've ever seen in a horror movie. Uh, I mean he hacks a woman to bits and throws her into a dryer at a laundromat for Christ's sake this thing is yeah. awesome uh, he boils a guy's face in a uh, pot filled with hot dogs and as he's dying like the hot dogs are like bubbling around his head and it's hilarious and it's awesome uh, yeah I love this movie so much uh, it came out during the big slasher boom in the early 80s and people kind of ignored it because when it was first released it was super tame because the ratings board as they as they do got their hands on it and cut every kill out of the movie um wow. there was no so bloodless was there was so bloodless. there was literally no blood in this movie uh they cut everything uh this special effects team who did the the effects on this did a stupendous job and no one got to see it until a few years ago when Lionsgate put it out on DVD and Blu-ray and the original footage hasn't been cleaned up uh, it's still like pretty gritty looking, but I think it works. Uh, you can watch this. Uh, I watch it as the extended version with the kills put back in, and it adds a really cool grindhouse quality uh, to this movie that I hold above a lot, a lot of others. Uh, you get to see the gore. You get to see this awesome, these awesome effects uh, that these guys put, you know, a lot of work into. And yeah, this is my favorite uh, slasher of the '80s. Uh, definitely one of my favorite slashers of all time uh it's great i i love it have either of you seen this i've seen the remake not the original oh you've uh, seen same, the same same here you've seen the one with tom atkins yeah as, as the, okay all right i i saw this in 3d uh, sean did you see this in 3d i saw it in 3d opening night so did i <laughs> it, it's funny i had to look back it, it was in january 2009 mm-hmm. so I think this is the first movie I saw in like the modern 3D age. Yeah, and I think I, yeah, yeah. I, wait, wait, and, you didn't you didn't see Avatar? No, that was uh, late 2008, right? That was 2008. Was 2008? Yeah. What? Because okay, that was at was at the 09 Oscars. Yep. 
I didn't well, see Avatar until 2011. Oh, okay. The, uh, the 3D didn't interest me. But yeah, the uh, the remake for, of this is fine, I guess. Um, I also saw the remake. I saw that first, and then they put this one out on Blu-ray, and yeah, I've never gone back to the remake. I just watched this one now. It's Matt, it's it's so good. I'm sorry. The, the corrections department just tapped me on the shoulder. Uh, Avatar came out in December 2009. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, because I remember because I, I I talked about uh, like the 3D boom with uh, Mike Schindler a few episodes ago on the Talk from the Side podcast. Interesting. Uh, and it was like my my bloody Valentine and Coraline in 3D that kind of like started like the the 3D boom in 2009. Oh, actually, I think I saw Nightmare Before Christmas in 3D, um, like in 2008. Oh well, wow, okay. Anyway, but yeah, I cannot remember for the life of me how the 3D was in my bloody van time. Uh, it was okay. It was all right. They, it was all right. They, they, did, they did that standard thing in Slashers with 3D where they try to make the gore come at you. Yeah. In a couple of the kills, but they, they didn't do it in every kill. That was weird. Yeah. That was, that, that was the uh, two-month period where each lead of uh, the, the Supernatural show got their own horror movie remake. <laughs> And that that show is still on. It's it's still I will say this, it's still Jared on. Padalecki got the better end of the stick on that one. Yes, he did. <laughs> His remake of Friday the Thirteenth is far better. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, sorry, nice. sorry, Jensen Eccles, uh, not so good. Nah, nah, no, nah, not at all. I wish I knew who these people are. I don't. They're the leads in Supernatural. Now one has one has long hair, and he was in Friday Thirteenth and Gilmore Girls, and the other is not. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both pretty white and pretty boring. Um, uh, they're right? they're yeah they're super attractive though, so they can do whatever they want. <laughs> I think that's the reason Supernatural's been on the air for twenty years. Probably <laughs> one of them. It's one of the reasons. <laughs> people tune in. People tune in for eye candy. That's it. <laughs> that would explain why I only watch the episodes with Felicia Day. So okay. Uh, and and much like uh, Jensen Eccles and Jared Padalecki are contracted forever to be on Supernatural, you watched a movie called Contracted, Sean. I did. <laughs> That's I did. a segue, goddammit. That's it. a segue. <laughs> that, yeah, slow clap for the segue. Take a bow. Uh, if I do, I'll hit my head on the microphone, so no. <laughs> that That is a segue that is worthy of Joe Bluth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for Joe. <laughs> Here's 50 cents. Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's uh, Contracted? Contracted is a sort of indie, uh, I want to say zombie flick, but it's really more of a body horror movie. Okay. Um, basically, what happens is there's this girl, Samantha, and she goes to a party, gets drunk, essentially gets date raped, kind of, maybe, we're not sure. Okay. And wakes up the next day with the mother of all hangovers that slowly progresses until she basically falls apart like a leper and turns into a zombie. Ew, okay. Oh, and I've seen the poster for the this. Course of three, it happens over the course of three days. Okay. It's a very slow burn with her mentally getting worse as mm-hmm. her body does and all of her p- personal connections just m- fall away like the pieces of her body. Wow. I'm looking this up right now, and it's I need to see Netflix it. It's on Netflix right this moment. I need to see it because her mother in this is played by Caroline Williams, who, Marcelo, I know you like her in Texas, too. She plays Stretch. Hey, I do like her. And yeah. She, and she, 
had and a cameo fan, in, in Halloween. I will too. also I will also note that the uh, fans of the MTV Beach House from the early two thousands should look out for Dave Holmes. <laughs> oh my god, I love Dave I Holmes. I know, yeah, I know Dave Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he has a brief cameo as a uh, as a counselor who tries to reach out to Samantha. Oh, fantastic! I'm it, sold. He, he, his scene is actually one of the more disturbing and funny at the same time. Yes, please. Because of how he plays it in the scene. Yeah, I love Dave Holmes, so yeah, I'll be saying this. It's it's a great. It's not a it's not a long movie. It's like maybe a hundred minutes. Okay, like seventy eight minutes. Oh yeah. wow! It's a short yeah. movie, but it moves fast for a reason. Um, skip the sequel for the love of all that is holy. <laughs> there was a sequel. Oh dear. <laughs> there there was there was a sequel already. Um, and everything that's good and like really subtextual about this movie, they completely ignore for the sequel. Of course they do. And it it really it, it, it put it this way. I would say contracted is like a four out of five. Contracted two is like maybe a two. Oh, okay. It's it's that hard a drop off because of the themes and stuff that they're working with in the original. Oh, oh well. Wow. But I mean, there's themes of like of how a survivor reacts to something like that when that happens at a party versus like how like their interpersonal connections could push them into situations like that where you know they might be vulnerable and it oh my god it's so good it's it's really kind of creepy gory because it's not high budget gore it's more this stuff is happening and it should not be happening to a living body Oof. It's yeah. oh, I love it. Added to the list. Yeah, it sounds quite intriguing, um, and have to be in the right state to watch this. I think. Yeah. Do, don't eat dinner like I exactly. did. Exactly. <laughs> don't don't eat dinner did. like I did when you first watch it. Oh. <laughs> Especially the last ten minutes. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. Oh, so that was contracted. Yes. Um, Let's move on to something fun, Segway. <laughs> something fun. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Uh, I watched uh, Legion, a.k.a. The Exorcist 3. And I say I watched Legion because I watched the director's cut on the new Scream Factory Blu-ray. You which, lucky bastard. Which is phenomenal. Uh, a lot of people have complained about this director's cut as it jumps back and forth between full high def and VHS quality at times. Yeah, that's uh, right. For some of the scenes. I loved it. It added a really cool, like, cool feel to the movie. Like, you're not supposed to see these things, uh, but we're going to show it to you anyway. It, it added a mystique. I feel. Uh, love this movie. Uh, it's a, it's a sequel to the first Exorcist. It stars George C. Scott as uh, Detective Kinderman. He was the guy who loved movies in the first one, uh, and it's him basically searching down a what he thinks to be deceased uh, Zodiac killer, basically. Played by Brad Dorif, and if you've seen the theatrical cut, you'll notice that you know Brad Dorif is barely in it, and they brought back Jason Miller for the theatrical cut. Uh, yeah, he's nowhere to be found in this. Uh, it's all Brad Dorif, and it's terrific. I love this movie. It holds a candle to the original, and it actually enhances the original because uh, you get a little more with these characters, uh, the side characters. Um, yeah, this movie is. Is fantastic. It's written and directed by the by William Peter Blatty. He uh, wrote the original Exorcist novel and worked on that screenplay. Yeah, the Exorcist Three or Legion, as I'm going to call it from now on, because that's what the book is called and that's what the director's cut is called, is awesome. 
it's uh, truly scary. It has one of the best scares I've ever seen in a film because no matter how many times I've seen it, whether it be on YouTube or best of lists or even in the movie, gets me every damn time. And I, and, I, oh. and I hate it for it. I hate it for it. <laughs> but yeah, no, The Exorcist 3 is awesome. Uh, George C. Scott, uh, he was on screen for about 20 seconds before I realized how much I missed that man. He's He's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I mean, Sean, you've seen this, right? Oh yeah, I've seen it a bunch of times. I have the original DVD of it. Nice. It's old. It's it's a it's not a great print. It, it's not a great reference print. Yeah. Uh, but I, the original, yeah, it's. I think it's a grossly underappreciated sequel, even though it's getting the appreciation I think it deserves. Finally. Finally, it's, yes. It's long been an unfairly maligned sequel. Specifically, becomes it because it comes after Exorcist Two: Heretic, which is awful. I've never seen that one, but I want to see it because it's supposed to be terrible. It's so bad. I've seen it like three times. Oh my god! <laughs> and, Why? Um, let's go back. <laughs> uh, you know, flashback to me talking about Drunken Friday Nights. Okay, yeah. that'll do it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, that makes yeah. Sense. It's not good. Is it's it a not... fun? Is it fun? Bad. I think it's fun. Uh, okay. It's biz- it's bizarre. It's really laughably bizarre. bad. Yeah. It yeah. It's it's an odd duck, and I, I haven't seen quack, three quack. yet. <laughs> Matt, Matt, I'll I'll put it to you this way, and this is in no way a spoiler because it happens in the first fifteen minutes. Okay. They reawaken her possession with psychotherapy. Of course they yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's odd bit right there. Where so I the wish exorcism I were just did up. nothing. That's cool. <laughs> she she went through all that shit for nothing. Two priests Max died. Max died. <laughs> Jason Miller jumped out a window so she could go to therapy and remember it all. Uh, <laughs> I need to see this. You really don't? Uh, yes, I do. You really don't? <laughs> uh, I love trash. I'm going to watch this. It's probably better. Than, th- it's probably better than Blood Diner. I'm going to break this uh, tie. And, I'm going to break this tie and say, Matt, you should see this. Okay. There you go. Sold. Um, I'm I'm interested more in uh, the Exorcist Three Heretic. I mean, sorry, Legion, Exorcist Three yes. Legion cuts. Um, like, how much of it is like cut footage, Matt? Com- um, I'd say about forty percent. Forty percent, maybe more. And they uh, cut Jason Miller out of it entirely. There's no exorcism at the end. There's nothing. Wow. Uh, it's got a completely different ending. It's uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, wow. Shit. yeah. And the new Scream Factory has like the theatrical cuts and also the Legion cuts. It has so. both cuts. It has commentaries. It has a great new interview with uh, Blatty, uh, which is really informative, and he really gets to the, the nitty-gritty of like what happened when they were making this movie. Uh, yeah, I fully recommend this Scream Factory release. These guys have been on a roll lately. They're so uh, good. Yeah, it seems like we talk about them every week, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, because like you said... Because they're, they're so damn work. good. <laughs> And we're not going to stop because, I mean, in November, this month, they have, like, two David Cronenberg films I've wanted on Blu-ray. Uh, they have Dead Ringers Ooh. and also Rabid. Oh, cool. Um, so oh, calling back that. to my Jeremy Irons comment. Oh, there you go. It all comes back full circle. And let's end that segment. And, hey, um, speaking of scary stuff, <laughs> I actually don't know much about this next one, Matt. Oh, to, my goodness. Explain it to me. Okay, yeah. uh, I have Shudder, so I decided to watch something that's been... Uh, uh, people have been talking about it on Twitter recently quite a bit. I watched the WNUF Halloween special. And let me tell you, I think this is going to be a Halloween tradition for me, watching this. 
every really? year on Halloween. This is so much fun. It is. Ju- it's. It catches the vibe of the era so well. Basically, the story about this thing is, it's shot and presented as a VHS tape that someone found of a Halloween special that was broadcast on October thirty first, nineteen eighty seven, from a local station called WNUF, and it has everything. It starts off with a uh, uh, a very late eighties like newscast. You know the banter going back and forth. Uh, Every few minutes, they'll cut to a commercial break, and you'll get two or three local commercials for this town, uh, for all these weird little businesses that you would hear, like, oh, there's a carpet salesman. Uh, computer repair. Computers are the future, and they're scary. Let us help you. Um, yeah, this you'd get, you'd get commercial breaks. Uh, basically, the, the whole Halloween special concept is one of their reporters, Frank Stewart, is going to investigate a house where murders took place 20 years earlier that might be haunted. So he goes in there with like a knockoff version of the Warrens from The Conjuring. He brings a priest along with him. Uh, they do some recordings. There's a call-in seance uh, for one of the segments. Um, and every few minutes, he's still cutting to commercial because, you know, hey, got to pay the bills, got to get the ratings. <laughs> but this movie starts off like super fun, right? It's super fun. Then it gets really fucking dark. And that's when I really fell in love with it. I I adore this thing. This is so much fun. Um, shout out to uh, Jimmy George. He's one of the co-writers on this one. Uh, he's one of, uh, one of our Twitter followers. Uh, great guy. Really fun. And yeah. Congrats, sir. Uh, applause for you, because this movie is amazing, and I will be watching it every year. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I just don't know exactly what it's about. So it's, I have to check this out. It's so cool. I have cool. to check that out myself. I, I haven't heard of it until you started talking about it on Twitter, Matt. Yeah, and one of the um, commercials for this uh, that's in this movie is for a uh, really low-budget-looking mummy horror movie called Sarcophagus, and I <sighs> wish it was real. Holy crap, it looks awesome. This mummy like just terrorizes New York and it's called Sarcophagus. Like yes, oh I, I need a I need a, a eight franchise eight, eight film franchise of this. <laughs> but yeah, W and, WNUF Halloween special. Amazing. And it's currently on Shudder, right? Yes, it's streaming on Shudder, yes. There you go. Check it out on uh, Shudder. Speaking of uh really long franchises, uh sorry that's <laughs> sorry it's not Sarcophagus, but uh you uh, you want to play a game, Marcelo? Oh, let the games begin. So, oh I... boy. Okay, and this this is the final segment, and I think this is the third week in a row where we end on a horror franchise. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. And I think this is going to be because okay. Um... And unlike last week, I'm not falling asleep this time. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I think unlike last week, I'm not going to anger you um, because I really got. Uh, shit from you for loving me loving Halloween Resurrection, right? Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, dude! We, why would you admit that in public? We yeah, can't don't get admit into it that. Now, Sean. We <laughs> we can't get into it now. Oh. Go back and listen to the end of the last episode to <laughs> just me praise the hell out of it. Oh. I mean, think I think it's better than H two O, but we let's not get into it. Let's not get into it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. It hurts Saw. me to hear that. Oh, <laughs> I think it's fun. Saw the franchise. Uh, I I think it was like what Friday. I was like, hey, I, I got nothing to do. James Wan. I went I went out and bought the Saw franchise collection Blu-ray which for was like, like ten bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's so super cheap. 
and it was cheap because there's nothing on the disc except the the movies themselves. Yes. So, uh, and I, I, after seeing this, let me just jump ahead and say I do. I'm looking forward to the day they release like a big box set, like filled with special features and all the different cuts on them. Like yeah. I want that because luckily, I think, luckily like, I kept, like, I kept like the original the Blu-rays. Oh wait, uh, you both are talking at the same time. Oh, what's up, Sean? I said kind of like they did with the Nightmare series. Yeah, like I just want a big box set with everything, and and yeah, yeah. Matt, like the the Blu-rays, separate releases, they have the special features, and that's why I um, kept I kept those. <laughs> yeah, like I just want like something that just has has them all in like one big box set. But that's, fun hey. fun fun story about the first Saw Blu-ray. It was one of the original Blu-rays, so it actually has instructions on how to use Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the movie can play while the menu is playing, and Ooh, here oh, and times. and here we have bookmarks. Hit this button to set a bookmark, and watch a what? special trailer. Oh my god, it's the craziest fucking thing. I'll put a video oh. up of it sometime. But it's 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 instructions on how to use Blu-ray. It's That's insane. Hilarious. That's hilarious. I'm like, yeah, I know how to use it. It's 2015. What what, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, it's so like a it's DVD. Still- it's like a DVD advertising interactive menus. Uh, it's wild. <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah, so instead of me buying like each of the seven Blu-ray releases, I just bought this twelve. Yeah, might as well set. Um, but yeah, I, this is a special series. Um, I You're damn right it is. Real quick, I think I mentioned it in the last episode. Um, I had like a weird history with this, like because I love back when they when they were coming out. I love like the first three. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one came in. I was like, okay, I'm still on board. Then the fifth one came out. and like, okay, I'm done. I, I just <laughs> had enough by the time the fifth one came out. And I saw the fifth one in a five-movie marathon where they showed the first five. And I was like, oh, oh. Jesus. Like, That's how much I loved this series back then in 2008. Wow. And then I was done after five. And I hadn't seen six, hadn't seen seven. And then oh, man. You know, this, past, this past weekend, I saw them all. And I saw six and seven for the first time. And after coming out the other end, I'm like, I, for how, I'm just gonna say it, how dumb the series is. I think it's really good. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Like I had, it, I had told you uh, over Twitter, I was like, this series is so far up its own ass with like inter- interconnected storylines and lore. I can't not love it. Like, and I love it so much. <laughs> like, in, like interconnected kind of makes it seem like it's all it fits well together but it's it, it doesn't it, it's a it's a giant mess it's a mess i want i i, I it's like a this. it's like a giant jigsaw puzzle <laughs> <laughs> but one that like the pieces don't fit and you just smash it with a hammer it's a like, dollar store jigsaw fit. puzzle where you know the, the pieces don't always fit I, I was looking for this online but i couldn't find like a good one like i want like a timeline of like the first four <laughs> oh god movies because oh my god because Twelve hundred pages <laughs> by by Saw Four. Like it seems like it's all happening like in one day. Like yeah. two, three, four, and I think part of five. Like all happens within like an hour of each other, and it's insane. It's nuts. Yeah, it's, I want to. It's enough. It's enough that Rube Goldberg himself would be like, "How the fuck did you put that together?" <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time Seven comes along, it like it it it, go, it flashes back to scenes we've seen before, inserting characters mm-hmm. in places where they weren't before and uh-huh. like it oh, hey Jesus uh marcello Christ. you want to have a good time i've seen these online it's there's a fan edit going around that puts the saw series in chronological order dear god um i, I can I you imagine 
I don't th- the the editor of that I'm sure didn't survive that process. His final act was pressing they, the enter button on the upload. They deserve sainthood. They deserve sainthood, uh, <laughs> Marcelo, because um, okay. they performed a miracle. I've had so, an easier time figuring out the order of events in the movie Primer <laughs> <laughs> than the entire seven film Saw franchise. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the the timeline is ridiculous. Okay, here's what I compare it to. And after seeing this franchise, like I, I feel like I could write pages and pages about this 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 horror thing, this horror franchise, because it's like half love, half I don't want to say hate, but just confusion, confusion, frustration. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on, and I, I here's what I compare it to immediately. Like, have either of you seen Have either of you seen uh, How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know a how, few like, seasons. In each episode, they kind of try to do something clever, like like kind of like time jumps, and yeah, uh, they, they just throw like the kitchen kitchen sink at everything, trying to make it as creative as possible. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think that's what hap- that's what's happening in Saw because they for <laughs> from 2004 to 2010, they're releasing these one at a, like once a year. It was a Halloween is, tradition. It was Halloween tradition. It's I mean, insane. that was their that was their slogan. It's Halloween must be Saw. Yeah, and it was almost like they were just creating like a TV show like they were I, I imagine they were getting in a writer's room saying okay what do we do this movie <laughs> quickly come on come on yeah, give me ideas pitch them pitch them pitch them and they're just throwing everything at the wall seeing if anything sticks and that's kind of what it seems to me they're trying to do something clever with this series and some of it sticks some of it doesn't but I admire that what's um, the what's the one in the series that's basically a uh, takedown of the health insurance companies yeah that's six that's six okay yes <laughs> I love part six yeah, six is is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, uh, is that I mean, the one? Is that the one with uh, Chester from Lincoln Park, or is that seven? No, that's seven. Oh yeah, my god, it, I love watching him die. <laughs> he's in it just for a scene where he dies. And it's that's, I know really it's worth watching him die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so that's that's what it is for me. Um, and yeah, I I uh, I, I want to hear you guys' opinions on this. Like, I th- I, I think okay. I uh, read this on Twitter. Somebody was saying, "What's like the last iconic uh, horror, like monster franchise, like character?" Jigsaw. And I have to say, it's it's Jigsaw, right? Yeah. Like, no, no other character since Jigsaw has like been as prominent, he, as he influential. Inf- he, he influenced. He influenced and controlled people beyond the grave. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I would say in the last couple of years, though, um, The Conjuring has made a pretty big move with Annabelle. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah. I'm with you that Jigsaw is much bigger than she is now. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And I um, and I'm I'm looking for I'm hesitantly looking forward to the next Saw movie. Yeah, Saw colon Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I I had this discussion with Matt online earlier this week. Um, I'm not a fan of one of the writers on the new Saw movie because he <laughs> he wrote uh, Piranha 3D and also. Uh, the Hungover Games, which is oh, kill me. Oh games. no, yeah. Um, but and it's and it's a shame that I, I'm from what I've read, they're not bringing back Doctor Gordon because that twist at the end was awesome, and yeah. I want to see more of him. Oh, I wish uh, the the plan for seven was to have it be seven and eight, kind of wrapping up that story. Yeah. But, but the studio was like, you know, six wasn't a huge hit, so we'll just give you a seven. Ugh. And yeah, I would have loved to have seen their eight, just expanding on that final yeah. twist. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> go and rewatch 
like all of them if you ha- if you haven't seen it in a while yeah or if you i um, haven't seen any of them go back and i i think it's well worth it this is a series where uh, i saw the first one opening night um loved it didn't see the second one for one reason or another and then i saw the third one and i never watched another one because i can't handle brain surgery and i was oh, like yeah. and i i was done i was checked out and then but every year i would buy these things on blu-ray when they would come out so but never watched them and then last october uh we talked about it on an early episode of hey what you watching uh where i watched the entire series in about a week and i had a really good time uh, this this series is great <laughs> it's a fun series i haven't seen all of them myself i think the last one i saw was four or five okay. whichever one whichever one ended with the box that they all have to put their arms into oh is that that, uh, the one with the one with Julie Benz. I think that was five. Yeah, because on uh, the uh, cover of the the poster is a head in a box. Uh, yeah, it's five. I just yeah. I think um, I think it might have been five. And yeah, what's the five, one I, with? And what's the one with Gilmore Girls? What's the one with uh, Luke from Gilmore Girls? Oh, um, it's like four and five. Okay, and, and then he get then he gets like offed. Yeah, five <laughs> is is where he gets offed, but. Yeah, oh man. And also isn't a Wahlberg in this series for yes. a few of them? Yeah, Donnie? There's, there's a Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, it's such an odd series. And Car- uh, Carrie Ellis, um uh, I, he's so awful in the first one. My god. He's terrible. But I love him. It's I've such never an over seen the- him that bad before. Like it, it's oh my such god. an it's such an over the top hammy performance. Like he's like, "You know what? I'm in this dumbass movie. I'm going to this is going to be fun. Let's just when, let's just do terrible shit all the time. When uh, when they were playing this for that five movie marathon, um, yeah, the, the crowd I saw it with, they were just laughing at Ellis's performance. Yeah, he's terrible. Time. He's terrible. Oh, but I love him oh. so much. But yeah, but but then he comes back in in, five, in sorry in seven, and he's he's. I kind of want to see him, see more of him in this. All yes, time. yes. Oh, it's, it's and who's the the other jigsaw? I forget his name, but he sucks. Oh, I don't know Hoffman? his name. Hoffman. Yeah, oh, I hate Hoffman. He's not that good. He has no uh, redeeming qualities whatsoever. No. At least, at least Jigsaw, you felt bad for him. He's like, oh, he has cancer, and no one will treat his cancer. And also, it, Shawnee Smith. And uh, his, was, I know, and oh, and his wife died. And oh, that's sad. I feel bad for Jigsaw. I, I, I would have preferred they kept. And this is a spoiler for Saw Three. Shawnee uh, Smith. I would have preferred Shawnee Smith stay on the franchise. Yeah. Um, Living, but yeah, they killed her off too. Yeah, I mean, you have you have Jigsaw who has like this really tragic story, and then you know, who basically Jigsaw attacks people who deserve it, and then Hoffman's just like, no, I'm just gonna kill whatever. I'm 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 evil. I'm gonna just murder people. And he does. Well, I don't want to say fucking dick. I don't want to say if he gets his comeuppance or not, but it takes the series a while for him to get his comeuppance, if he does just get his comeuppance. Um, but I remember that being a glorious moment. He survives like three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, it's, Hoffman. Uh, asshole. <laughs> I, I think that's why I stopped after five, because five... I hate again, Hoffman. Spoiler for five. Yeah, uh, Hoffman survives uh, in a in a, in a a purely dickish way. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I don't like this guy Hoffman. Poor Luke. <laughs> he, got it. <laughs> he may have gotten it the worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus. Anyway. Hoffman sucks. This series, yeah. <laughs> Hoffman, Hoffman sucks. It, Hashtag any, Hoffman sucks. If anybody can take anything away from this podcast, is Hoffman sucks. Hoffman sucks. Uh, we won't be seeing when the, him. When the series in, went so. from Saw to Maniac Cop. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I have tiny hopes for eight or, you know. We I shall guess, see. I don't know. The, the, the composer's coming back for sure. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Clouser. Yeah. Um, and I think I read something he said uh, that says, like, uh, like the, the new director, the new writers are coming at it with, like, a new take on the material, whatever that means. It's going to be found footage. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, I'm Mark upset. my words. Uh, that's That would be... There's going to be a lot of GoPros in the next one. Oh, man. I'm... It can't be any worse than Unfriended. Hey. I like Unfriended. <laughs> so do oh. I. Ugh. You've come to the wrong place, Sean. We, On too, that uh, note. Unfriended. <laughs> Get out of here, Sean. <laughs> no, okay. We're done. Thank you, Sean, so much. <laughs> yes, Damn we it. are done. We are done, though. <laughs> I wanted to shit on Unfriended. <laughs> Unfriended is good. <laughs> it's good. I will Be- even. It's, yeah. it's the best movie to watch on a laptop. I will even defend that that jump scare at the end. I I, I will not. Fine. Okay. That's where we differ, uh, Matt and I. But I uh, sorry, Sean. Sorry we had to leave it this way. But uh, thanks wrong. for coming on. Um, before we let you go, Sean, uh, plugs. Where can the people find you? Listen. Well, let me start that again. Where can the people listening uh, currently find you online? Uh, if you really want to find me online, you can find me at at vindication on tri- on Twitter. Uh, that's your vindication, really vindication. You're you're him. Yes. I had no idea. You're the you recommended the uh, haunted scare house. I did. How did I not put two and two together? How did you? Not I don't know. Because I feel the like last an, four letters like are just asshole. my name. I know, but I had no. Oh my god. This is a revelation. But I gave that shout out on the episode, like I promised. Oh, cool. Thank you for that. Oh my god, I'm a fool. Well, talk about twist endings. What a twist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that it Sean anywhere else? yeah that, that's about all that I got going right now until uh, Talk Film Society gets up and running and I start writing yes uh, I'll talk about that in a second but first hey Matt uh, plugs where can the find I can't talk what's going on let me start it again where can the find people listening find you online as usual, you can find me on Twitter at the real Matt C. I know Sean did. You can also find me on Letterboxd <laughs> under the same name to figure out if I'm lying about what movies I've been watching. And you can also find Sean and I over on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash pixels and reels. It's a good time, folks. Oh, yeah, I'm in that group. <laughs> <laughs> and as for me, let's hope I can get through this. Uh, follow me on my personal account at Marcelo J. Pico for classy tweets that may or may not contain Jessica Chastain or Rihanna. Um, also, mm. follow all of our podcasts on the Talk From Society Network, um, Colorado Streets with uh, Rocky and I, uh, the podcast where it happens where, with Paul and I, and the brand new Stranger Things podcast, uh, which will come out pretty soon. Uh, we have to all sit down, uh, Matt and Paul and I, to record it. So stay tuned for that. And as for the website, we're working on it. Uh, I, I mean, Matt, Mr. Managing Editor. Uh, we're, That's me. Uh, <laughs> it, it's going to be great. I mean, Sean's going to write for us. We have a a, 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 a... a gaggle of geese. A gaggle. Like a, a long list of great writers to write for us. So we can't wait. I'm not going to give official days... Uh, I'm not going to give an official launch date as of yet. Give us time. But soon... That's what I'll say. Soon. Soon, Ralph. 
And with that, <laughs> I don't know that reference. Go on. <laughs> Just end the show. Just end the show. And with that, we're going to end the show. We're going to put it out of its misery. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> listen to the final the sh- episode. The show's, of, uh, the show's why I wake up in the morning, please. <laughs> don't make me the reason the podcast died. <laughs> don't make, don't make Sean, me tie you... the last knot on that noose, please. <laughs> Sean, you've been on the final episode of Hey, What You Watching. Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, no, we're going to at least make it to 50. I mean, for sure. I mean, Matt, at least for the next five weeks or so. Yes. Just stay alive. <laughs> I'll try. I'll do my best. Um, it's time for our signature catchphrase, Matt. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs>